بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونعيش رضي الله تعالى عنها أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ما عمل آدمي من عمل يوم النحر أحب إلى الله تعالى من إهراق الدم وإنه لتأتي يوم القيامة في فرشه بقرونها وشعرها وأظلافها وإن الدم ليقع من الله بمكان قبل أن يقع من الأرض فطيب بها نفسا رواه ابن ماجه والترمذي وقال حديث حسن غريب والحاكم وقال صحيح الإسناد As we mentioned, my respected brothers, this period of the year which we are passing through now is a very Mubarak time. The first ten days of Zul-Hijjah, these are days upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken Qasam wal-Fajr by the oath of the dawn. As we mentioned, Mufassirin, many of them of the opinion that this Qasam refers to the dawn of the tenth of Zul-Hijjah. وَلَيَارٍ by the oath of the ten nights, that is the first ten nights of Zul-Hijjah. وَالشَّفْعِ وَالْوَتْرِ This refers to the, the order in the evening, even, in other words, the tenth of Zul-Hijjah, the ninth of Zul-Hijjah, وَلَيْلِ ذَا يَسْرِ And by the oath of the night as it passes, Mufassirin, many of them of the opinion, this refers to the night between the ninth and the tenth of Zul-Hijjah. The mere fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes qasam on these days indicates the value of these days. مَا مِنْ أَيَّامٍ عَلَعَمَلُ الصَّالِحُ فِيهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَى اللَّهِ تَعَالَى مِنْ هَذِهِ الْأَيَّامِ Rasulullah sallallahu said, there are no days in which good deeds are more valuable, more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than on these days. يعني أيام العشر, that is the first ten days of Zulhijjah. So it is the consensus of the ulama, these are very, very mubarak days in which we should be increasing. On the one hand, فَأَكْثِرُوا فِيهِنَّ مِنَ التَّسْبِيحِ وَالتَّحْمِيدِ وَالتَّهْلِيلِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ Allah Rasulullah said, increase in these days the recitation or the zikr of Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar. Allah Ta'ala directly exhorts us in the Qur'an, وَيَذْكُرُ اسْمَ اللَّهِ فِي أَيَّامٍ مَعْلُومَاتٍ And remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فِي أَيَّامٍ مَعْلُومَاتٍ In the known days يعني أيام العشر in the الجمهور The أيام المعلومات According to the جمهور علماء Refers to the first ten days of Zul-Hijjah Ulama Ikram mentioned these days are valuable Because there are two specific a'mal that are related to these days. One is, these are the days of Hajj. This year, it would be actually this night that the Hujaj, Baytullah, would have proceeded towards Mina in Saudi Arabia. Today is the 8th of Zulhijjah and tomorrow will be the day of Arafah. In South Africa, the 9th of Zulhijjah or the day of Arafah will be on Tuesday. On the one hand, Anas bin Malik radiallahu ta'ala anhu, with regards to these ten days of Zul-Hijjah, he would say, بِكُلِّ يَوْمْ أَلْفْ يَوْمْ Each day is equal to a thousand days. That is, the amal of each of these days is equivalent to a thousand days amal. وَيَوْمُ عَرَفَ عَشْرَةُ آلَافْ أَيَّام And the day of Arafah is equivalent to ten thousand days. The most superior day of the Islamic calendar is the day of Arafah. With regards to those of us who are not performing hajj, 
We are exhorted during these first nine days to try and, aside from increasing our amal, the special amal is to try and fast during these days. If we cannot fast for the nine days, at least the day of Arafah. With regards to this, mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if you will fast on the day of Arafah, the sins of the entire year before that, in other words, the past year, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive. And obviously, by fasting on the day of Arafah, there is mushabahat, there is imitation of the hujjaj who are on the plains of Arafah. So if we are not physically able to go there, at least we should try and imitate them so that the barakah and blessings of the day of Arafah throughout the entire world, wherever we are, through the mercy and compassion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we may be able to experience the barakah and blessings of the day of Arafah. What is extremely important currently in the crisis, difficulty that we are facing, halat and conditions are there for us to turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for us to come back to the masjid, for us to very, very important introspect and retrospect, that is those gunas and those sins which are inviting the, the, the wrath and the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that are there in our lives for us to make tawbah from that. And particularly in these days to try and abstain from the disobedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and very, very important, abstain from sins that are related to what we call layani, useless speech, useless actions. This is something that is muhlika. It destroys the good deeds that we do, the nuraniyat of amal. Hazrat Mawla Ilyas sahab rahmatullah used to say, Thori der layani ke andar chalis din ke makbul ibadat ke noor ko salk kar lete hai. He used to say the little while of layani, little while of useless speech, laughing, joking unnecessarily, picking on somebody, taunting at somebody, etc. He would say a little while of this destroys the noor of 40 days of accepted ibadat. So by abstaining from layani, from unnecessary useless speech, useless chit-chatter, etc., this is a way in which we can protect our amal, even though we may have done less amal. But by abstaining from this, this is the protection of it and it is the nuraniyat, the spiritual illumination and light and the effect of amal is protected and felt if you will abstain from unnecessary useless speech. So let us try and spend as much time as possible, particularly during these days, in the amal, in the environment of the masjid, engaging ourselves in amal, engaging ourselves in giving dawat, speaking towards of the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Imani talks, Imani mahol, etc. Coming back to what we were mentioning, ulama Ikram mentioned that these days are Mubarak because of two amal. One is the amal of hajj. Just one point which we should bear in mind is that sometimes people get into this bahas or this discussion that what is the need to keep making hajj if Allah has given you the tawfiq and the ability. Rather you spend your money on charity, Rather, you spend your money on helping the desperate, the needy, the poor, etc. This type of taqabul, this type of this type of comparison, where comparing amal on this basis, you know what? Rather do charity than do this, or rather do that than do this. This is something that ulama ikram discourage us from, and they dissuade us from. Why? Because when we start comparing amal like this, inevitably, what does it lead to? It leads to us not having the true value of some of some particular amal. Each amal has its own value. It has its own benefits. 
We should not be comparing amal like this. When it comes to kasrat of Umrah and Hajj, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is very, very clear. Tabi'u bayna al-Hajj wal-Umrah. فَإِنَّهُمَا يَنْفِيَانِ الْفَقْرَ وَالنِّفَاقِ كَمَا تَنْفِي النَّارِ خُبَثَ الْحَدِيدِ وَالذَّهَبِ خُبَثَ الْحَدِيدِ وَالذَّهَبِ وَالْفِضَّةِ وَلَيْسَ لِلْحَجِّ الْمَبْرُورِ جَزَاءٌ إِلَّا الْجَنَّةِ أو كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ Allah's Rasul exhorted us. He said, تَابِعُ بَيْنَ الْحَجِّ وَالْأُمْرَى Keep making hajj and umrah. Circumstances are such now it has become difficult, but the talab should be there in the heart. The dua should be there. Nothing stops us from having this niyyad that, Ya Allah, if the way was open, I would have performed it. Just that niyat, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala will give us the reward. So we find that we are exhorted that make as much hajj and umrah as possible. If you look at the Mubarak practice of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, obviously circumstances, tarikh, he was not able to perform hajj as often as perhaps Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would have liked to have performed hajj. Circumstances, there were prohibitions, particularly after Hijrat. You find that before Hijrat, before Hijrat, every year, every year of the first 13 years of Nubuwat in Makkah Mukarramah, Nabi Islam made Hajj every year. After, hij- after Hijrat, obviously the obstacles were there. But even then, we find that there were four Umrahs which Rasulullah performed. One was what we call the Umrah which occurred in the year of Hudaybiyah. There Allah's Rasulullah didn't physically make it to Makkah Mukarramah. But ihram was tied, sacrifice of the qurbani animals, the untying of the ihram, etc. in Hudaybiyah occurred. Then the second Umrah which Mufassimurikheen mentioned is they say they, was the Umrah that took place the year after Hudaybiyah which is referred to as Umratul Qada. The third Umrah which Rasulullah performed was Umrah from Ji'irrana where he tied ihram in Ji'irrana this was the year of Fateh Makkah, conquest of Makkah. And the fourth Umrah which Rasulullah performed was during his Mubarak Hajj. So that was the practice of Rasulullah himself. Is umrah as often as possible, Hajj as often as possible. If you look at the Khilafat of the four blessed companions of Rasulullah Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu in the first year of his Khilafat, Obviously, it was engaged, they were engaged in jihad, there was no opportunity, but in the second year of his Khilafat, Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu anhu performed Hajj, and his Khilafat was only for two years. Thereafter, he passed away. In the Khilafat of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu, which was for ten years, we find that every year Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu during his Khilafat performed Hajj. Sayyidina Usman bin Affan radiallahu ta'ala anhu, before the fitna which led to his Hisar, and the siege in Medina Munawwara, during the period of his Khilafat, 12 years, each year Sayyidina Usman radiallahu ta'ala anhu performed Hajj. And we find that the Khilafat of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, unfortunately circumstances were such that most of the time was spent in wars and in campaigns. So Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, during his Khilafat was unable to perform Hajj. But before that, during the period of Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Kathrat with, with great deal of great deal of regularity Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu would perform hajj and like that likewise we see in the lives of the Salafi Salihin also so coming back to the point my respected brothers tabi'u al hajji wal umrah Nabi Salaam said perform hajj and umrah as much as you can as much as is possible why? because like how lead, gold, silver is cleansed when heat is applied upon it in the same way, 
excessive hajj and umrah will cleanse you of nifaq and poverty. One is Allah will cleanse us of hypocrisy and one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should not have this mindset that I could have spent here, I couldn't have spent there, etc. By spending on hajj and umrah, we are promised that whatever you spend, Allah will give it back to you. In fact, Nabi Salaam said, the person will never become poor. Allah will protect him from poverty. So there should be this tamanna and jazba in the heart. The second amal which is the basis for these days being Mubarak, and this I have mentioned many, many times previously. Ulama Ikram tell us that when it comes to a'mal of deen, there are certain a'mal that are specific to certain periods. Or sometimes an amal is specific to a certain place. For example, a person is sitting in the haram of Makkah. That is the only place in the world that he can make tawaf. Quran he can read anywhere. Sitting in South Africa and read Quran also. Zikr of Allah he can make anywhere. Other amal of deen anywhere. But the amal that is specific to the place is tawaf. That is why after the faraiz, after what is obligatory, when he is in the haram of Makkah, there is nothing superior than making umrah. Why? Because that is the amal that is specific to that place. Likewise, there are certain amal that are specific to a certain period and time of the year. And one such amal is the amal of qurbani. This qurbani that occurs, the qurbani that takes place on the day of Eid al-Adha and the two days after that or the three days after that what we refer to as Ayyam al-Tashriq. That particular, on the one hand, there are those upon whom it is wajib. Over and above the wajib, when it comes to the nafil, to make nafil qurbani is specific. To make nafil qurbani is specific to these days. And the overriding principle is that when we have in front of us the opportunity to engage in nawafil, that is what is voluntary practices, or we always give preference to a voluntary practice that is specific to that time or period of the year, over other nawafil. For example, a person can spend in charity, spend on the poor, give in sadaqah. Particularly in these times, we have to dig deep in our pockets. Even if Allah has tested us, those that have been tested, Allah give them, give them a better return for whatever they have lost. This should be our dua. Allahumma jinni fi musibati wa khlufli khayram minha. That oh Allah, this calamity has come from you, you reward me in it. In the sabr that, give me the tawfiq to exhibit sabr and reward me. وَخْلُفْلِي خَيْرًا مِنْهَا And Ya Allah, from your treasures, return me better than that which I have lost. This is amongst the dua, the masnoon duas that Rasulullah Wasallam taught us. So we will make that dua. Those that have lost, Allah Ta'ala give them many, many times in return, in dunya and in akhirat. But despite, even if there is a loss, we should try and dig deep. If Allah has given us this, the ability, give in sadaqah, give in charity exhibit the akhlaq and character of Islam. This is not a period of time for us to engage in condemnation, nor in exhibiting our anger, nor in running down people. Let us let not these conditions retrogress into a racial issue. Keep our equanimity, keep our objectivity, keep the principles of Islam in front of us. So one is we should increase our sadaqah and charity. But when it comes to sadaqat and charity, there are many avenues in which we can spend on nafil charity. We can spend on a masjid, spend in sadaqah and khairat, spend on feeding the poor, etc. Spend on the propagation of deen, etc. 
All these things are very, very beneficial. Sometimes when there is a financial crisis, then spending on the poor at that time takes precedence over other acts of charity. In the same way, the one type of nafil charity is to spend on the qurbani animal. During these days, this period, this type of sadaqah, this type of spending will take preference over other types of spending. Why? Because it is specific to these days. 15th, 16th, 17th of Zulhijjah, there is no problem with us giving our nafil charity, spending it in other avenues. During these days, this should take preference over any other type of spending. And this is why we find this in mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu the hadith which I just read, Aisha radiallahu anha is the narrator, anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam called that Rasulullah sallallahu said, ma amila adamiyun min amalin yawman nakhar, there is no good deed that a person can do. Yawmun Nahar. Yawmun Nahar. Nahar, the word Nahar means spilling of the blood. Or it means sacrificing, referring to the sacrifice of an animal. Yawmun Nahar, the day of sacrifice, specifically refers to the tenth of Zulhijjah, that is the day of Eid al-Adha. In Hadith terminology, this is referred to as Yawmun Nahar. So Aisha radiallahu says that Rasulullah sallallahu said there is no good deed that a person does on the day of Nahar, that is the day of Qurbani, the day of Eid al-Adha, the tenth of Zulhijjah. Ahabba ilallah, that is more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than the spilling of the blood of the sacrificial animal. So this amal on the tenth of Zulhijjah is the most beloved amal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then Rasulullah sallallahu mentioned that this animal that you will sacrifice, it will come on the day of judgment. It will present itself on the day of judgment with its horns, with its hooves, with its hair, with its skin. It will present itself on the day of judgment before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then look at how beautifully Rasulullah says, and this in fact is the tafsir, the commentary of the verse of the Quran, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Allah dima'uha." The flesh and blood of the animal doesn't, doesn't reach Allah. Literal translation. The flesh and blood of the animal doesn't reach Allah. That is not matloop. That is not the desire, that is not the objective, just taking the life of that animal. No. The taqwa, the taqwa, the piety that is within you, this is what reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. With what jazba, with what zeal are you making this qurbani? How much of shock and inclination is there? When you are passing the knife over the neck of the animal, what is in your heart? Have you made this near that you are passing the knife over the neck of your napak and disobedient passions and desires? Have you made a niyat in your heart to move, a lay, move away from a life of following your desires? to coming onto a life where you hand yourself over to what Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu want. In other words, what is the jazba and the zeal behind that qurbani? That is what reaches Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. وَإِنَّ الدَّمْ لَيَقَعُ مِنَ اللَّهِ مِمَكَانِ Nabi Sallallahu says that the blood of that animal reaches Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala before it actually falls on the ground. In other words, what was the jazba of the one who made the qurbani? What is the zeal in the heart behind the one who made the qurbani? فَطِيبُ بِهَا نَفْسَ so Nabi Islam says, because before that physical blood reaches the ground, 
What is in your heart reaches Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On that is the acceptance. So Nabi Sallallahu said, with happiness, with happiness, open your hearts. Open your hearts and do qurbani. In other words, one is, like I said, if it is obligatory, one, one is the obligatory qurbani. Over and above that, there is no amal that is more superior. There is no amal during these days amongst the amal of khairat, amal of spending in the way of Allah Ta'ala that attracts more reward than spending our khairat on sacrificial animals. In other words, sacrificing the qurbani that takes place and obviously distributing the produce of that amongst the poor. This is one special avenue that is specific to this period of the year. So as much as possible, nafil qurbani, we should try and engage ourselves. If you look at the Mubarak practice of Rasulullah ﷺ, during his hajj, Rasulullah ﷺ, ulama mentioned he sacrificed 100 camels. With his own Mubarak hands, himself, Nabi ﷺ performed the qurbani of 63 camels. The ulama say, for each year of his life, one camel was sacrificed during the hajj of Rasulullah ﷺ. Aside from that, Nabi ﷺ, two rams or two ewes, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa would give qurbani off. So from this we see kathrat, as much as possible. If Allah has given us the means, we should try and spend our money on qurbani during these periods and obviously on spending on the poor and distributing the produce of that qurbani in order to alleviate the difficulty and hardship of others. Inshallah we'll continue on.